Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Welfare Crew. I'm back. This bonus series of Candid Run Chats is here to keep you company on your many miles. In this series, I will join famous faces and avid runners to talk through how running has impacted and in some cases saved their lives. It's all made possible by our sponsor, Brooks. With running at the heart of what they do, Brooks develop the most innovative running gear out there. And that's not all. Every design and engineering choice is made with us in mind, as they want to make running a better experience for everyone. Ultimately, no matter where you start, Brooks wants to ensure that running leads you to a happier place. Let's talk about that happy place with this week's guest. Today I'm running with Megan Judge, or 26.2 Marathon Girl, as she's known on social media. Over the years, Megan has experienced the tremendous highs of running, but also some very big lows. At one point, it looked like Megan wouldn't ever run again, but steely determination and a respect for recovery helped her come back stronger than ever. Let's go on a run and talk to Megan about her amazing story. Welcome. Hello. Hello, welcome to London. Megan, can you tell our listeners where you've travelled down from today? Um, I travelled from Worcester today, so... Is that where you normally live? Yeah, I've been there for almost two years now. I was originally from Malvern, which is not that far from Worcester, so... So it's a bit yeah. different running in the busy city today. I know. Malvern and Worcester's probably, like, more countryside comparing to here, so, yeah... <laughs> So you've got an impressive number of marathons, half marathons, 5Ks and 10Ks under your belt. Where did it all begin? I started when I was 16 and it was like a typical journey of them. I was an overweight teenager at the time and I just wanted to lose a bit of weight for my prom and my sister's wedding. And then I got out of that. I was like, notice running was helping me. Like that I was getting, I was like, oh, really enjoying it. So just kept on going but I was a fair weather runner though so ran in the summer but then didn't bother running in the winter unless it was on a treadmill right and then when I returned 18 I was like really want to do a marathon like half marathon not marathon sorry and then um then after that the rest was history then but I did a massive jump from 5k to half marathon though I was about to say so and that was in just a couple of years yeah that was in just a couple of years and which was the first half marathon you signed up to? Um, it was it was Acorns Half Marathon in Malvern. Yeah, it was good fun. Like I said, I only ran up to like nine miles and then so I just ran, walked, ran, walked and I did it in two hours and five. And after that I was like, right, fell in love and wanted to get better and that's when I really got more serious with it. And then within six months of doing my first half, I did a second half and I knocked 20 minutes off. So I realised actually... I'm actually quite good at it, really. Like, I mean, starting to love it, and then that's how I carried on running, really. And how long was it before your running took over your life? Um, really, from the age of 18, really, because um, I noticed I was like, use it as escape from like life in general. Because at the time, I I was really struggling, still like with my eating disorder, and like oh, yeah. I was bulimic for like for since the age of 10. 
and then from there I was like starting to get into him and then obviously then after the age of 19 and that I became I became quite obsessed of having to go out for a run and lose more weight and at the time did you realize it you were suffering from an eating disorder not or? really because like I said I started running because I was overweight and then when I went from 14 stone to 9 stone I really should have been happy but I felt like I was just I was still really big so I was like kept on trying to go out there and try and lose more weight and at the time I was um my back my backstory before I, mean, I was badly bullied all the way through primary school and high school for being big and then after that I got really obsessive with losing weight and that and did you do it in secret did your family know um, they knew I wanted to lose weight, but I think at the time they weren't that worried because they just thought, oh, I was still a healthy weight. Yeah. But when I, cause, um, I started taking slimming tablets and laxatives as well, and it became a really dangerous route, and I just suddenly then really plummeted and lost a lot of weight and got really small, and that's when they were starting to get a little bit like, oh, something's going on here, but I just kept denying it, like saying, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with me and all this. And is that because you just couldn't stomach the thought? Well, yeah, I just couldn't stomach it and I just didn't think there was anything wrong because at the time, when I went to uni at the age of 19, I hid it really well. So, yeah, I think a lot of them, a lot of people didn't realise until they saw me and they were like, you okay? It's like, yeah, fine. You know, that's the problem when you suffer, like, you can hide it and then... I pushed a lot of people away because it was just the fact I was so upset. I became obsessive. So I kind of, when they saw me, they were like, oh, you know, you look amazing or you look really healthy. And then as soon as I said, oh, oh my God, I put weight on. <laughs> it was like, but it's not that. They actually just said I got like a nice glow and I was being all happy and all this. But yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't the case. And obviously, eating disorders. That's such a complex subject. Yeah. But there's one thing which I know from experience is that when people tell you you look healthy and they mean that you've lost weight, sometimes that can almost be motivation to continue with them. Yeah, it was actually for me. I had a lot of people going, oh, you look amazing, you've lost lost weight. And at the time I was a size eight. And at the time in my head I was like, oh, I wonder if I can get smaller. Or from there I was trying to lose more weight. And then, yeah, when I was, like, starting to restrict, like I said, I was on, I was on laxatives and slimming tablets and it wasn't the healthiest way to do it, really. No. And at the time, did you notice the effect it was having on your running? Did your, did your running get harder and slower? Or were you just not that aware? Um, at the time, um, I had this really... I didn't really have a proper Garmin or anything, so I didn't know what my paces was. But, like, before... I ended up having to go to a unit. I was starting to like flag really badly. I noticed my running went really downhill. And the fact I was getting injured, I was constantly ill because um, my immune system was shot. So like anyone have a little, like a bit of a cold, I ended up having like develop into something a lot worse. So I had like a chest infection. And so then I realized that and like something was wrong but I obviously just try to ignore it and go oh it's fine <laughs> so carry on running you know and can we talk about the moment when you finally realized that you were ill and you and you needed help how did that come about 
I was training for the London Math in 2010. I had a charity spot because I really wanted to do my first math, and at that time I was 22. So, um, and I was training really hard for it. And um, at this point, I was getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and like I cut all my hair off as well because um, I was losing my hair by chunks. I lost my spark, as my mum said. Like my nails were all like everything went like the skin. I was always having spots, and then got to the point. I was seeing someone. Um, in, I was having cancelling at at the Worcester, at Worcester Hospital anyway, and um, and they regularly rang me. And it got to the point, and she went to me, and she spoke to my doctor and my mum. They had a private meeting around me. Then like, you know, dropped to five and a half stone then. And they said, look, she shouldn't be doing the marathon. I had to have ECGs and stuff. They said my, I had an irregular heartbeat. My liver isn't functioning and my kidneys were basically like having issues. And so I kept having water infections, kidney infections. And that's when I realised, actually, this is, this is not good. Especially when I had that ECG. And then like, you, if you don't stop running now and get yourself better you you probably will end up having a bit of a heart attack when you're out running so my heart wasn't beating as much and um because I wasn't obviously fueling my body enough and I was putting my body under a lot of stress and that's when it hit me at home so two weeks before the marathon I fully broke down and um lying on my bedroom floor crying my eyes out going mum I need to I need to get myself better this is not right I can't be living like this anymore because and cause the only time I actually left the house is if I went running to work or gone to work. I lost, like, I felt like I lost everyone around me. Obviously, my parents were there. But that's when they... Bit of a kick up the ass, really. And um, then um, the place that I had meetings with at the, um, the Worcester said I need to go to a rehab centre, so an eating disorder unit in Aylesbury in 5th of May. That's where I went in 2010 to start the very very long process of getting my recovery and how was it being in the rehab centre where I'm assuming you couldn't run I, I was told I wasn't allowed to run when we went there because the 5th of May I went down and there was a lot of tears as you would imagine yeah. <laughs> and um, I did really want to go but I knew I had to that was because the eating disorder was telling me you can't go so when I was there I wasn't allowed to do any exercise. I was on complete bed rest. And, um, and that's so different from what you were doing. So even whilst you were so sick, you were marathon training. Yeah. And then suddenly to be in a room where you can't move much. No, they've, it was, I was stuck to this, my bedroom and that was it. I was only allowed in this room. Because when I got there, they had to put me on bed rest because obviously... Moving up and down was becoming a nightmare, really, because they, they needed to keep me, keep the calories in me more than me moving away, like, trying to burn them out. But, yeah, I just... It was horrible, like, I was popper ripping my hair out because I am a very active person, so I was like, this was really horrible. <laughs> so, a lot of tantrums and that. I can imagine. I was a bit of a drama queen when I was in there, but... <laughs> But I can imagine it was just you were having to process your illness, but then 
also that extra layer of mental stress from changing your routine completely yeah it was um it was like very isolated um then like it was a little it was a lovely little center it was small i was with other people i found that really hard then you're finding you're comparison yourself with other people with eating disorders you're thinking why am i here i'm bigger than they are and it's really weird but yeah it was not just the process i thought i should get there to basically just to get fed but they i obviously have to go through intense counseling like to talk a lot of people and talk about different mindsets so it was not just oh i'm just going to be here it's like they're trying to make you face which is obviously why you went down that road and so you were in the center for four months yep then how did you adjust when you came out to getting back to um, a healthy routine. Oh, not very oh, well. Sorry, I'm eating us the wrong way. It's this way. I'm remembering my marathon training. I used to come down here. <laughs> yeah, not very well. Um, it was horrible because um, yeah, the four months in there was like so intensive. Um, I wish I was in there at this time out. I wish I was there longer because it's like felt like it was so short and rushed because when I went came out. I basically fell into bad habits again. So it was, yeah, I wasn't really prepared to come back. And how did you come back? Because your comeback story is remarkable. I basically, I did the typical, I'm okay. Even though at the time they said, because I've had some of it, like I said, my heart was still not right. And I had early stage of osteoporosis at the time. And then I got told like, yeah, because of my how my organs were at the time, that I was not going to be able to run. And all I ever wanted to do was to run. Yeah. So I came straight back too quickly and got ill again and I was poorly, got injured. And then in the end, I got my... I found I got into a nut October 2010. I got into London for 2011. I really wanted to do it. And it kind of gave me a bit of a kick. I did the whole wrong thing. I dropped a lot of weight again. So in December, I was like, right, I'm going to defer it. And then wait till 2012, give myself a year. But in January, I found that I needed a goal to keep my recovery on top. And um, at the time... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I had a friend, and Andy... Milton, who helped me 
really a lot. And he goes, look, right, you're going to run with me, but the idea is you train with me, you have to eat. I was like, yeah, okay. And he helped me all the months. And um, I found then at the time I'd try to turn running into a positive. So my little mantra is, would you run a car with no fuel in it? You won't. No, you won't. So I imagined my body was that car and I had to keep it fueled for my running. And that's how I then started using running as a positive. Got myself back up there. Quick ad break. Did you know that 89% of runners said that running regularly made them happier? At Brooks, their purpose is to inspire everyone to run their path to a better self. They believe every day with a run is a better day. Running fuels happiness and optimism. It changes your perspective and helps to see the world around you in a better light. So thank you, Brooks, for your great Run Happy Outlook and sponsorship of this podcast. And how did it feel to get to race day and know that you've completed a training cycle and you're about to I was, run? I was really, I was really nervous because it was my first marathon. I was still very much underway. I was still like seven stone at the time, about well, seven and a half stone. But I got there. I was really excited, and obviously my friend was there, and they were the one who helped me train. And I got there, and I ran round, and I did a three thirty. And 11 seconds. Yeah, those 11 seconds were really annoying at the time. But it wasn't for me. It was about the time to do the marathon. It was about getting round and completing it because I got told, like, six months before I couldn't run again. Wow, what a journey as well because you've gone from doing, you know, your beginning half marathons at way over two hours to running... A full marathon at 3.30. I know, yeah. I was so chuffed. Um, and doing it healthy as well was even much more achievement than just getting that time. And after that, I did a half marathon the week after and I did a free for a 1.35. So, wow. that's, so then I focused on my running then and that's how I became a bit more healthy. Like even though I started to like, actually I need to keep this going because I didn't really want to go downhill again so that's how I kept on with my recovery really and you've been entering races ever since oh god yeah too many probably but yeah do you know how many medals you've got wait I don't really know <laughs> no I got it's all up on my wall it's amazing the wall hasn't fallen down <laughs> because like I said I've done 20 marathons now and my best time was 323 and well, I, that's I love it. I love doing the distance, really, but obviously I do lots of halves as well, so... In the past 12 months, the pressure on professional runners to be a certain weight has been all over the media. Yeah. Did you find that when you'd come to terms with your illness that you realised that there was actually more runners out there with eating disorders than you thought? Yeah, I did, obviously, at the time... It's we're more open about it now than ever before. And yeah, it is so hard. And you, like I said, like social media is a nightmare. I find myself now, like, even though I'm not in that anorexic mindset anymore, I still really struggle still daily with an eating disorder. It's um, like restriction and body dysmorphia. But I think you need to focus on 
yourself more than what other people are because it is so easy to comparison yourself to others and do you have any self-help mechanisms that help with that if you catch yourself comparing yourself um self-help i remind that i am who i am and my body is my body we've all got different body shapes and we should appreciate what we got really and look after what we got because i've battled for so long i put my body in so much hassle and i have got side effects of what happened but the thing is i it is it is difficult because i thought there's no magic cure and there's no magic going oh you're fine you're beautiful who you are yes we are but i think we need to focus on what makes us happy and what keeps us healthy because everyone is so different and you're now very ingrained within the running community Oh, I so, love my running, yeah. <laughs> so you're part of the Brooks Run Happy team. Yeah. yeah. And you have other run groups. Yeah. You're part of. I'm part, obviously part of Brooks um, Run Happy team, which I was been, I've been lucky to be part of their team for the two years. And I've got my running club, um, the Black Pair Joggers. And I've got my coach as well, is Zaddy Brown coaching. Um, I've got that little group of runners. So, yeah, I'm quite, I like spreading myself out around... Um, I like, commu- I like talking to other people and like running with other people and listening to their stories as well. And it's, it's nice. Because that's quite different to your early days. So do you think these communities have really benefited you in keeping you on track? Yeah, they are great. They are great support, really. Like, there's a lot of people that come out since I've been really open the last few years about my, my issues with mental health and eating disorders. I've noticed a lot of people starting to come out as well. And it's nice because sometimes we go out and have a run and we talk and we support each other as well. So it's just good because I believe because I'm a mental health ambassador for the the Black Pairs, it's nice to talk to other people about and talking to people who are like really struggling and they're actually, it will be okay. And it's okay to not be okay. And it's good as well. A lot of I noticed a lot lately. A lot of guys coming out with eating disorders, and it's they say they don't always be they hide behind. They're like a little shield. I was like, no, it's okay to talk about it as well because it's not just the feet. Because everyone thinks it's just a female thing. It's not. It's males as well. And what would you say to people that are perhaps a bit terrified of, or ter- not terrified, nervous? of joining running groups because they feel like an outsider. Um, how can they make that, make that step to be part of a community? Because obviously it's had such a positive impact on your life. It is scary. I remember first turning up because at the time I was in a different running club because obviously I was in a, a different running club when I was based in Malvern. I remember stepping there and being really nervous. But I always find, like, I either... I remember my mum. My mum's not even a runner. I got dragged my mum along and she waited at the car park with me. And just having my... I know it sounded silly because she didn't come out with her. She just sat in the mini until I came back. It's really scary. And um, but I remember just saying, let's drag someone along with you or just go, can you just um, wait for me? Like, oh, just like, it's nerve-wracking. But I ended up talking i think i just ended up going over to someone and just randomly started chatting to this poor lady bless her Ju- her name's julia and she's like kind of took me under a wing after that and um, yeah it's quite nerve-wracking but just don't be shy to go and say hello because we're all there for that reason it's we all have one thing that's in common obviously it's running so 
Yeah, I remember when I first went to a track club and I was terrified of people not talking to me or yeah, just feeling like a bit of a fool because I didn't really know what was going on. And, was, then, yeah. and then I thought about it and I was like, well, if somebody chats to me, I'm never going to be rude because that's not who I am as a person. No. So why assume that's how everyone else is going to be? I know, it's really nice. I remember going to my first track night and it was at Nunnery Woods and I remember going there. I think I was scared of not looking like a prack because everyone's all there going around in there and there was, there was me and I was a bit scared of going but they don't really know what I'm doing but actually it was really good because when you have a go for the first few times you're like oh yeah it was great but yeah track seems scary but it's not that scary guys <laughs> and let's talk about your positive goals so you've obviously got the marathon nailed yep <laughs> what other running goals have you set yourself and subsequently achieved since bringing yourself back? Um, I just keep in, I just, my main thing for me at the moment is keep staying healthy and keep running and enjoy it and because I run happy as well. But I, I do really want to get my marathon time goal down. But like, I, um, I think that's like, I want to get into the 320 mark really. But, but for me, mainly is like concentrate I do want to do ultra an ultra but, <laughs> but I'm not ready just yet <laughs> but really for me it's just keeping injury free and keeping healthy but mainly I want to do a lot more of run talks like about mental health and about the eating disorder as well just saying that actually running saved me it can really help people as well so yeah just spread a bit more positivity around really and you've now trained as a PT yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, ever since I came back from the eating disorder unit, cause at the time, and um, I was working at Morrison's, so I was like, I really had a more of interest in the body, and obviously a bit about, because they do, you learn a lot when you're in there about nutrition and all this, and I was like, got oh, really interested in doing that. So I started doing the course, obviously when I was a bit more. I was a bit more healthy down the line in 2015. I started training as an exercise and music instructor, so, so doing all the classes. So I then did um, some did and got into spin. And I finally got a gym job. And I worked as a... I got trained as a gym instructor and then, became, and then I became a personal trainer. I haven't really looked back since. I loved it. And is that now your full-time career? That is at the moment with um, doing sports massage and reflexology on the side. And I love that as well. And I do a bit of run coaching, so I lead couch 5Ks and 5Ks to 10Ks as well. I think it's amazing that you took what could have been such a negative in your life and turned it into a positive and a way to help others. Yeah, I just love it because um, I like the same that becoming a PT and then showing and having that positive outlook as well and it's not just that it's just helping people as well because like well, people I've had people it coming to me going oh I really want to lose weight and and I do it like I tell them how to do it like a the positive way of not not the way that I did it 
What a positive note to end on. I think it's so important we talk about these issues because they are so complex, but they affect so many people. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Um, yeah. I know there's going to be loads of people at home who would love to follow your journey throughout this year and into the future. So please, can you just quickly share where people can follow you? Yeah, of course. You can follow me on Instagram. It's 262 marathon hyphen school girl and if you live in the worcester area then please come and say hey at the black pair joggers um, they on monday tuesdays and thursday nights and for everyone else good luck in your marathon training and um yeah thank you for having me again yet again guys i'm gonna whack that in the show notes so it's easy for you to find megan and don't forget to share your journeys with me i love seeing them on instagram so share all of your running pictures, races, training, the good ones, the bad ones. Use hashtag welfare. I'm going to go on and check them all out. Sadly, this is the last run chat in the series. But don't worry, we are about to head into the studio to record the next season for you guys. And that will be dropping in April. In the meantime, head over to Amazon and check out my new book, I Can Run. All of the information is up there. Keep going welfare. See you all soon. Before we go, a final thank you to our Run Chat sponsors, Brooks, whose shoes are the best run companion on dark, wet days. Check out my Instagram or their website to see more of the product in action. And don't forget, I love, love, love seeing your journeys. So please do use hashtag welfare on your running posts on Instagram. And if you've got any kind of like requests for guests or content, please drop it in the review section on iTunes. I do go on there and read all of the comments. And if you haven't seen my new book yet, head over to Amazon and search I Can Run. It's the ultimate manual for helping runners of all abilities go well far. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.